Hey, Internet friends. Former President Donald Trump announced today that he is being arrested on Tuesday. I was working on a DuPont video, but the Ides of March have presented us with a mega psyop, so I hit pause on DuPont because I kind of wanted to get out ahead of the absolute orchestrated drama. I'll be honest, I had to double check the calendar and make sure that Tuesday wasn't Yale Skull and Bones Day 322. Because you know they love their number coding and their symbolism, but no, Tuesday as is actually 321, the final countdown, if you will. This is the final battle. They know it. I know it. You know it. Everybody knows it. This is it. We are learning that the Manhattan DA's office has asked for a meeting with law enforcement ahead of a potential Trump indictment. Okay, so Trump posted on Truth Social this morning in all caps, which I always read as someone yelling at me, quote, Now illegal leaks from a corrupt and highly political Manhattan district attorney's office, which has allowed new records to be set in violent crime and whose leader is funded by George Soros, indicate that with no crime being able to be proven and based on an old and fully debunked by numerous other prosecutors fairy tale, the far and away leading Republican candidate and former president of the United States of America will be arrested on Tuesday of next week. Protest. Take our nation back, end quote. So to wrap all that up, Trump is saying he expects to be arrested on Tuesday and that his followers should protest. Man, oh man, these bread and circuses really do deliver, don't they? I have several scenarios playing out in my head, a lot of thoughts. I actually got a full night of sleep last night. I'm properly caffeinated. I didn't write this out. I'm just going to fire from the hip. Okay, so here we go. It's... Interesting, because this arrest announcement comes at the same time as Putin's arrest warrant. And listen, if you arrest Trump and you make him a martyr in the eyes of his followers, it'll probably have the opposite effect of criminalizing him and his support will just double down and will set him up for a victory in the 2024 election. Possibly giving him an edge over DeSantis, because what has DeSantis done? Has he been cuffed in the streets of New York City for your alleged rights and making America great again? Not, I mean, no, not the last time I checked. Has DeSantis suffered? No, not enough. Arresting your political opponents is just such a wild move. I really should have put that on my bingo card. Such a missed opportunity. Though I will say, like... From the perspective that you believe everything at face value and you do little to no critical thinking beyond, beyond what you're just told. The calls for protest don't really make a lot of sense to me because it's not like Donald Trump went to bat for those who were arrested in the wake of January 6th. And this is going to make a lot of my followers mad, but it's just my observation, okay? He seemed kind of busy reminding everybody that he was responsible for the vaccine, and Operation Warp Speed, and that it was great, the greatest vaccine ever, when it really wasn't a vaccine at all. It had minimal trials and is more appropriately described as gene therapy. But I digress. It seems like if you were to show up and protest for Trump, that given the context of January 6th, you're walking straight into a trap. It's kind of, what do they call it, a catch-22. You don't show up in protest, you lose. You show up in protest, you also lose. But remember, don't forget, back when BLM was protesting and the World Health Organization and media absolutely insisted that while people with no symptoms, asymptomatic, remember, could spread COVID and therefore you should let your grandma die in the hospital alone, the BLM protesters absolutely 
were not contributing to the spread of COVID, according to the media. And you got to ask yourself, is any politician worth getting arrested for? Are you able to make America great again if you're trying to get an arrest scrubbed off your criminal record? I really can't answer that for you. I can only ask the question. But let's talk about the taboo. Let's expand on January 6th for a minute because everyone dances around it and they'll censor you for talking about it. But if you're one of those YouTube employees watching this video, I just want you to ask yourself, I want you to think about the last generation in America who grew up with hope for their country. What generation, in your opinion, was the last one to believe that the future was hopeful, that pretty much anything was possible in our once prosperous nation. And listen, if you're that YouTube employee, we all know, be honest with yourself, we all know that 81 million people or however many didn't vote for Biden. Your guy might've won, but you still know it. You know, you know it just like I do. Selected, not elected. And in my book, The Deep State Encyclopedia, I talk about how effective the media was in the aftermath of January 6th. I've got the page open right here. They were incredibly effective at silencing dissent and any lingering questions by the use of divisive labels and character smears. Anyone who didn't denounce the January 6th attacks, I'm doing air quotes around the word attacks, were enemies of the nation. They were fascist, racist, Nazis, the alt-right. Thus, any claims of election fraud and calls for investigations of such fizzled out because individuals didn't want to be perceived as siding with the protesters. So that's me reading the book, but there were some people from my town who I heard went to these protests and when they returned, the FBI investigated them. But where are these alphabet agencies when it really matters? Like, what about the Las Vegas attacks? What about our corrupt elections? What about the clients on Jeffrey Epstein's list? Who's blackmailing who and for what purpose? The silence on these issues is deafening. Our food is poison. Our air is poison. Our medicine, it's poison. Our water, also poison. We're being attacked in every way, shape, and form possible as citizens of this country. We're psyoped into oblivion because these physical wounds, they heal after a time, but the mental ones, they don't. Hijacked planes, school shootings, falling towers, how many, t how many can I list off? We're constantly being divided, manipulated, and lied to. They pit us against each other. They want us to hate our neighbors. They want us to hate ourselves. And I imagine it's because we outnumber them. What if one day we all just collectively said, no, enough is enough. And if I thought for even a second that protesting Trump's arrest would help us in any way, I'd say so. But it just looks like another opportunity to silence real dissent. Pawns on the global stage. Exit stage left. Exit stage right. Oh, we're doing the public arrest now? Let's make sure the lighting is good. Don't get me wrong. I don't dislike Trump. He's just one person. I was very much all about his promises in the beginning, like when he said he was going to drain the swamp and all the creatures in it. And remember when he told Hillary Clinton to her face that he'd have her arrested? That was just such a good show. <laughs> I was on board. But then he didn't do any of that, and he doubled down on the vaccine, so 
There's also this angle that I really can't get out of my head in regards to fulfillment of prophecy of this whole Ingersoll Lockwood Last President book, which may be editing grace. If you're listening to this, I'll roll the clip for this after. I don't know, but maybe I'll just link the video. Not sure. Ingersoll Lockwood's book, 1900, The Last President, is set on a Tuesday in November. He describes it as, quote, a terrible night for the great city of New York, end quote. And basically, Americans are protesting corrupt election results in the president's hometown of New York City, and it depicts the collapse of the republic. Anarchists and socialists laid siege to a hotel on Fifth Avenue, screaming, death to the rich man. Then there's this whole thing about the North and South becoming divided and they fight each other and it's a whole civil war scenario. Lockwood's previous books have a character named Baron Trump who lives at Castle Trump and it follows his adventures and these were all written in the late 1800s. I expand more on these books in the Deep State Encyclopedia, but I can't help but think of these parallels as we see these scenarios playing out. And I'm also wondering, final question, what are we being distracted from? I'm wondering what will be happening on Tuesday while we're all looking at Trump. It's the sleight of hand magician's trick when you're watching one hand doing all the stuff while the other hand does something else to fool you. So I'm curious to know what y'all think. I'm sorry if you've heard constant plane noise overhead. I swear I live under a flight path and I don't have a recording studio. Like I'm just sitting at my kitchen table recording this. So um, I want to know what y'all think. You know, I always look forward to reading your comments. Thank you so much for watching, subscribing, and supporting my channel on Patreon. Also, thank you for supporting my channel through buying my new book that came out last week. I really appreciate it. Bye!